Howdy, folks, and welcome back to another edition of the CIC Cast. I'm Joel Cookson. Very happy to have you along with us once again as we dive into the world of Connecticut high school sports. And we've got an interesting show for you this week. Not too much uh, sports-specific talk this time around, but figured with sort of the, the spring season's just kicking into gear and the weather not really totally cooperating and feeling like spring out there, thought we'd do a little bit of a different set of conversations this week and to talk a little bit more generally with some different folks uh, this week about some events that are coming up, some interesting things happening in the world of high school athletics in that realm. So we're going to talk to uh, CIAC, CIAC's own Steve Wysowski about the upcoming Scholar Athlete Banquet, which I know we focused on before on the CIAC cast, for those of you who have been longtime listeners, uh, both of you. Uh, but we always like to talk about that great event and, and try to highlight all of the great work that those student-athletes have done and, and that wonderful, uh, really one of the biggest things that we put on here at the CIAC. So we're going to talk to him about uh, that event, along with um, going to talk to Rob Adams of Hersom Acorn Radio, uh, talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that they're doing with that program and, and some of the things that he's seen in the early going here in the spring season. And then Ken Lipsch of the Meriden Record Journal is going to join us to talk about the Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance Gold Key Dinner, which is coming up this weekend. So we got that just in under the wire, and hopefully you'll uh, hear what he has to say and maybe consider buying a ticket and uh, and getting there for the event. So that's uh, that's what's on tap for this edition of the CIAC cast. As always, thrilled to have you along with us for a little high school sports conversation in the state of Connecticut. So we're going to get right to those topics shortly, but first we're going to quickly go to things you might have missed on CICsports.com. Just a few things there as uh, we head into the heart of the spring season. We do have a new edition of Linked Up that was posted on the 13th of April. You can check that out. Lots of great stories in there as teams get into the new uh, spring season. Some very important concussion information that's uh, been posted there with some links to new concussion education courses for coaches. Uh, be sure to talk to your athletics directors and, and take a look at that information and see what it is that you need to do to remain in compliance with the uh, the permit programs as part of the uh, Connecticut coaching education. So be sure to check out very, very, very important information there. New concussion courses added to the coaching education modules. So be sure to check that out. Really going to want to dive into that as well. In a similar vein, the uh, CIC Football Committee recently approved some important information dealing with uh, definitions of certain activities along with contact uh, restrictions for the coming season. And for those teams that will be participating in spring football this in the coming weeks, you really need to check out that information as well. So lots of important information there. There's also going to be, we haven't quite finished them yet because I'm a slacker and haven't finished writing them. Should be some stories posted in the next few days highlighting some of the great scholar-athletes that are going to be honored at the Scholar-Athlete Banquet coming up in a little over a week. So hopefully you'll check that out as well. Some tremendous student-athletes highlighted with those, uh, those stories that I hope to write in the coming days once I'm done recording this podcast, in fact. So we'll hope that you will check that out as well. As always, encourage folks to check out Tournament Central. That's where you can find all of the latest information about scores and results and uh, schedules and tournament information, anything you might want. Sign up for the uh, email and text alerts. That's a great way to keep track of what's happening with your team or with a specific tournament that you're interested in. So really hope you will do that as well. As always, follow us on Twitter at CIAC Sports. 
keep in touch with us there. We post just about everything that posts on the website. We also tweet out a link to along with our Facebook account, facebook.com slash CIAC Sports. So there's just a handful of things that you might have missed on CIACSports.com. You hope you will check it all out. Hope you will keep up to date if you're listening to this podcast. I assume you are keeping up to date, but you never know. Got to mention these things uh, before we head into our discussions, which we're going to do right now. But first, of course, we got to talk about drunk driving, which continues to take a terrible toll on the nation, claiming almost 10,000 lives each year. In 2011 alone, there were 9,878 fatalities on America's highways in which drunk drivers or motorcycle riders were involved. That works out to an average of one fatality every 53 minutes. Athletes, fans, and families, please always designate a sober driver to stay safe on the road. I know we got uh, prom season coming up, all kinds of interesting things going on. You know, your seniors, you're you're celebrating uh, the end of your high school careers, maybe coming up in the next month or so. Please be safe. Please use good judgment and designate a driver if you happen to uh, to be indulging, which of course we certainly don't approve of as. Uh, either. But if it happens, be safe, be smart, designate a sober driver. With that said, we're going to quickly move into our interviews here. First up, CIAC Associate Executive Director Steve Wysowski. He's also a former principal, former athletic director, so we thought he would be able to provide some excellent insight into the CIAC Scholar Athlete Banquet. Chatting now with my colleague, Steve Wysowski, the Associate Executive Director of the CIC and former principal and uh, athletic administrator. He's going to talk to us a little bit about the Scholar-Athlete Program. So, Steve, thank you for joining me. Good to see you. Uh, good to uh, be here, Joel. Thank you. Absolutely. We've got the uh, so every year I sort of try to find different ways to promote and and talk about the scholar athlete program, which I think is one of the the cooler things that we do here at the CIAC and and one of the bigger deals of that that we put together. So try to find different folks to talk to who might have a different perspective on it. So from your perspective from the CIAC side, why is this such a big program and, and such a sort of big honor for these student athletes? Well, I, I, this is the this is the uh, uh, award that uh, really honors uh, scholastic achievement uh, in in that uh, you know it, it, it puts scholarly in, in initiative in front of athletics, if you will, but also acknowledges at the same time the importance uh, that athletics play in in high school life and uh, actually all activities, but in this case, uh, uh, sports, uh, kind of puts it in perspective. And I know as a, as a CIAC uh, 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 representative now, um, you know, it's, it's, it's the highlight of what we do. Uh, athletics supports the academic initiatives in our schools around uh, around the state. So uh, it, it really, for me, uh, it, it, it's it's the the highest achievement, if you will, the highest award we could give to our uh, our constituency, uh, the, the high school athletes in, in Connecticut. Yeah, no, I, I see the you know I, I've sort of said that the way I see it, I think almost is that these kids are the the representation a little bit of what we preach, which is that, you know, education-based athletics is about, you know, more than just the competition on the field. It's about, you know, it's sort of being a, an outgrowth of the, the classroom. And these are the kids who sort of best represent from each of the schools what that, uh, you know, what that means and what it looks like uh, in these students who have been able to excel uh, in both academics and athletics. Yeah, and, and what's neat is that in every case, uh, the, the 200 or so honorees every year are seated 
is an acknowledgement of that importance of academics with their principals and that, uh, you know, the athletic directors are typically there and sometimes it's a coach who had the uh, privilege of, of working with that student athlete, but significantly it's the principal seated with family and it's a high honor. I know as a former principal and as a former athletic director that this was the culmination of of a lot of hard work for our seniors and it was a coveted uh, people watched they wanted to be sure that they were not overlooked in, in the selection process and that our process was transparent enough for them to see uh, either how they were beaten out or how they achieved it. And uh, always, uh, always an honor and uh, uh, highly respected in the schools that I worked in and uh, uh, as a coach, as an athletic administrator, and then as a building administrator. Uh, this was, uh, again, culmination of uh, – of what we stand for in, in high schools, academic achievement supported by athletic uh, prowess and, and expertise. I, I'm interested, you know, from the from that administrator perspective, in, in your previous role before the CIC, you talked about the transparency. What was sort of the, you know, and I know different schools use different, you know, sort of procedures and, and, uh, and policies, um, you know, and criteria maybe to select their scholar athletes. What what sort of uh, procedures were in place for your at your institutions to sort of go through the process of, of choosing the recipient, the one male and female from your school? Uh, for, for one of the schools that I was principal at, it, uh, we had a weighted, uh, a weighted system. Uh, we uh, uh, gave so many points for, uh, for the academic side, uh, so many points for the athletic side. It was interesting to note that the uh, academic side had the greater weight, if you will, than the uh, athletic side, mm-hmm. but athletics certainly played a significant role. So, uh, you know, we had a formula. It assigned uh, a weight to uh, the academics, assigned a weight to the athletics, and uh, we uh, we came out with the nominees. We looked at their, uh, their uh, GPAs. We looked at their athletic involvement, uh, their leadership, uh, and uh, made decisions accordingly. Uh, another school system I was in, um, academics were the sole criteria, uh, as well as the athletics, but uh, academics far outweighed uh, uh, the, the athletic criteria, and, and, and rightfully so. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a combination of both, but primary source of uh, importance for, for high school Athletics is uh, your academic achievement. So, um, you know, it, it varied, but, uh, you know, clearly uh, athletics and academics were, were, were weighted. In, in both cases, the academics were more highly weighted. So um, that was my experience in the two schools I served as principal. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, and you sort of mentioned, you know, that the, that the students, you know, would recognize and, and kind of wanted to, to understand, you know, how the, they were chosen and, and you know, worked towards this did, what was sort of the responses from from your memory of the students who were chosen you know what was kind of their reaction and and their sort of feeling upon learning that they were going to be the representative from their school highly uh, yeah they were they were <laughs> honored uh and that was the first word that that i thought of uh, you know they they felt humbled and honored to, to have been chosen it was a great deal of effort i know that in every case when i spoke to the uh, young men and women when we were at the table and they got the award and they said, wow, this is a culmination of four years of hard work and, you know, in the classroom and then, you know, the uh, out of the classroom stuff as well. So um, in every case, it was a significant honor. Uh, and, and that's going back uh, beyond a decade of, of honorees. So 
the the common theme there was uh, they were they were extremely honored. Yeah, absolutely, and and, and we hope that uh, we're able to put on enough of a of a show. The uh, the scholar athlete banquet coming up uh, a week from Sunday, May third. Uh, put on enough of a of a good show and uh, 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 an appropriate venue and banquet to honor all these great student athletes. So that's yeah, certainly well, the the goal. Yeah, and and you know I think in the past, uh, hopefully it will continue, and I think it will this year with our honored uh, speaker. Uh, we always had great great uh, scholar athletes. It wasn't just uh, you know highly touted athletic uh, uh, individual. It was one who also achieved uh, significant milestones in academics. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, they were quick to report that in their speeches and uh, put put it in perspective. So um, that's been a hallmark of the uh, scholar athlete banquet, uh, certainly in my uh, uh, my recollection as a, as an administrator um, and, and as a coach. Uh, uh, so uh, that will continue this year, and uh, the messages that are delivered, I think, are significant. Hopefully, continue to make an impact on our uh, our. Uh, future leaders here in uh, here in Connecticut. Absolutely. We're looking forward to it, looking forward to honoring just a, a remarkable group of, uh, of seniors and uh, for all that they've been able to achieve. So, Steve, thanks very much for, for painting a little bit of a picture for us for what, we're, uh, what we've got, on, got in store as we head towards uh, Scholar Athlete Weekend. Thanks very much. Joel, thanks for your time. Take care. Thank you to Steve. Great talking to him about this wonderful program. And, you know, you really, uh, it's one of these things that I feel like we can't hype enough, quite frankly. Not so much the event, uh, which is a great time and and hopefully does a great job highlighting the athletes and means a lot to the athletes. But the athletes themselves really are the ones who I I think we like to point to and really emphasize as the ones who are – exemplifying the great things about high school athletics, the the commitment to excellence, the understanding that it's a balance between academics and athletics, and those who have just committed to, uh, to being the best they can be in everything, and really understanding that the athletics is a part of your educational experience and are really doing the best they can to represent that for their schools. And, uh, and it's really just a remarkable group of student athletes, and, and we love being able to honor them every year. So thanks to uh, Steve for talking to us a little bit about that, and thank you to all those student athletes for doing what they do. And uh, we hope you enjoy the coming weeks and, uh, and the celebration. Speaking of that, we have a special hashtag on Twitter uh, for those of you who, who have been selected as scholar athletes and, and want to sort of express your thanks or your appreciation or your uh, your good feelings about being chosen as your school's scholar athlete, along with uh, our, our good friends at McDonald's who sponsored that wonderful scholar athlete banquet, if you tweet using the hashtag S-C-H-A-T-H-15, that's scholar athlete 15, and let us know how you're feeling about being chosen and if you're excited for the banquet coming up and offer your thanks as well to McDonald's for their great support of that event. We'd love to hear from you. I've got that Twitter hashtag. Uh, I've got the feed all, all queued up on my uh, tweet deck on my computer, not seeing a lot of activity, so we'd love to see a little more conversation there about the Scholar Athlete Banquet coming up. S-C-H-A-T-H-15. Hashtag S-C-H-A-T-H-15. Love to hear from all of our Scholar Athletes about what they're uh, what they're excited about coming up at the banquet on the 3rd of May. Happened to be my mom's birthday. I'm going to be skipping my mom's birthday to go to the Scholar Athlete Banquet. That's how much I enjoy that particular event. Moving on now, we've got next up, we're going to chat with Rob Adams of Hersom Acorn Radio. Going to talk a little bit about some of the exciting things that his organization has got going on, along with some of the things that have caught his eye in the spring season. 
We are joined now on the phone by a very, very busy man when it comes to the world of high school sports down in uh, the Fairfield County area and someone who's doing a great job bringing that, uh, those high school sports to a wide variety of people. So we're very happy to talk with Rob Adams of Hersom Acorn Radio. Rob, how are you today? I'm great, Joel. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, and uh, it doesn't necessarily feel like spring out there today, but uh, believe it or not, the spring sports have been up and going for uh, for a couple of weeks, and I know you folks have been out uh, covering quite a few games. So before we sort of get into uh, some of what I wanted to talk about, which is all the, the exciting things that your organization is doing to, to cover high school sports, wanted to get some of your impressions of, uh, of things that you've seen in the, the early going here in the spring. Any, uh, any particular teams that have stood out to you in any of the games that you've covered so far that maybe our fans are going to want to keep an eye on as we head into uh, you know, the championship season once we get into June? Absolutely. I, I think when you look at boys lacrosse, you're, you're going to look at really the same teams that we looked at in boys ice hockey as well, and teams that on the uh, on the state level made it to uh, you know some of the top games and that would be Darien of sure. course which is a national power uh, I saw Greenwich the other day Greenwich is struggling a little bit but they look pretty good against Ridgefield uh, so I think both those teams are outstanding New Canaan looks excellent this year as well which which sets up for another Darien New Canaan showdown those teams love to meet you know no matter what the sport is absolutely so those are the four along with the Wilton Warriors at least in in the FC Act that I find myself gravitating towards in terms of boys lacrosse. In baseball, there's a lot of buzz about the Staples Wreckers. Uh, they just had a, a, a sophomore pitch a no-hitter against Greenwich the other day, so they look really good as well. Fairfield Ward, though, I saw them, and they look outstanding. I, I saw them at Harbor Yard against their crosstown rival Fairfield Ludlow, and they, uh, they don't panic. Even when they get down, they come right back at you. And uh, they can do some pretty big things, so I think we'll see them go far as well. So at least from the Fairfield County kind of southwest area, those are the teams that are jumping out at me early on. I know Fairfield Prep is doing some good things as well mm-hmm. outside of the FCAC. So, uh, but that's that's kind of what I'm seeing at least in the early part of the season. Yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of interesting things going on, and it is still early. We all we all appreciate that, and uh, there'll be a lot more uh, a lot more games and a lot more things to keep track of. Any uh, any players that have jumped out at you as sort of uh, you know as you kind of think back to to what you've seen so far this year, guys uh, guys or girls that have really impressed you with what you've uh, what you've been able to see. Second baseman for McMahon, uh, Edwin Owolo, is just an outstanding young man, not only on the field but off the field. He's going to go on to Harvard, but several Ivy League schools were recruiting him. Very top in his class in terms of grades and, you know, uh, student president and things like that. But also on the field, he he is the catalyst. He is their leadoff hitter. Uh, He is uh, just a really good player in the field, has excellent defensive skills in the field. I watched him sky for a a line drive that, you know, an average guy like me can just look at and marvel because (laughs) the way he can climb the ladder, it's really impressive. But again, table setter at the top of the offense, so I've really been impressed with him. And, And you like to see a player like that who not only excels, on the field, but off it in the classroom as well, and and from what I gather in the community as well, a very impressive young man. 
Yeah, absolutely. We were uh, just uh, earlier uh, interview on this uh, podcast talking about our scholar athlete banquet that we hold with the CIAC. And uh, that's the sort of student athlete that we honor at those events. And yeah, you're just so impressed with those kids who uh, who are able to excel in all facets. Uh, speaking of that, uh, that Brian McMahon team, you were able to, to go on kind of an interesting adventure uh, covering that team down to Cooperstown, New York. What was that experience like? And uh, and talk, talk a little bit about sort of what, uh, what was involved with being able to broadcast a game from Cooperstown? Oh, it was just one of the great experiences I've ever known. Uh, it really kind of formulated when my colleague Paul Silverfarb saw that the two teams were going to play, and he bounced it off me, and it went from there. We had the support of everybody on the, you know, on the uh, HAN radio staff to go, and it, it took a, a lot of love to get people to go up there. So myself, Paul, uh, Marty Hersom, who's our boss, Josh Fisher, John Kovach, uh, Eric Gendron, our video director, Tracy Iazi, all these folks made their way uh, independently up to Cooperstown, and, you know, it, it involved uh, running a lot of cable around historic Doubleday Field <laughs> and setting up the shots that we wanted to have and where would we actually call the game from, because it was built in 1939, it was a WPA project uh, right. coming out of the New Deal, but, you know, it was n- it's not thought of as a press friendly facility. There's sort of a concrete slab on the third base side, and there's a little box back behind home plate, and that's where we ultimately set up from. So we, we ran the cables. Uh, Cooperstown supported us. Uh, we showed up Sunday and did what we had to do for, for uh, setting things up, and we were able to enjoy the town a bit and then just call the game from there. It was was such a joy. Uh, you know, beautiful sunshine overhead, blue skies, and watching baseball. It was a 7-3 win for McMahon over Norwalk, but just a, a, a great great thrill to be there because you feel like you're just soaking up really what is the cradle of baseball even if it's now a myth that you know <laughs> Cooperstown was ever the creation the home of the creation of baseball it's still just a great atmosphere to work in yeah, absolutely. I have I've had the pleasure not of, of certainly not of announcing a game there, but of being in, in kind of walking around that field. And yeah, it does have a a great sort of old historic feel to it. Probably not conducive, as you say, to uh, to state of the art broadcast, but uh, but certainly a great atmosphere and, and one I'm sure that the kids uh, were able to to really enjoy. So uh, wanted to ta- use that as sort of a springboard to talk about some of the things that you're doing. The the folks in your area may know, obviously, your folks, you guys, for your uh, your great radio, internet radio. Uh, coverage of high school sports that you've been doing for a couple years now, but I know recently you've been able to put together a partnership with the NFHS Network, one of our uh, big partners here, and and bring the games, uh, bring some video to your your coverage as well. So, what's going on with you with you guys in terms of how you're doing these games, and and uh, what's sort of the 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 current situation there for you guys with the NFHS Network? Well, once we got started doing the internet radio side, it seemed like a natural progression to add video into it, and uh, we began talking with NFHS, and they seemed really impressed by what we were capable of doing, and as I mentioned, it's uh, been a very grassroots uh, kind of thing around our company, and even with folks outside of the company, I have to give credit to guys like Chris Irway and Ryan DeMaria and Chris Kalen, who all followed me from WGCH Radio, and they don't do it for the, for the money, they show up and do it for the love of what we're doing. We all mm-hmm. have a great time. We're all friends, and that makes a big difference in it all. So it, it kind of 
came out of that. And, uh, you know, we just started doing a, a game here, a game there to see, you know, Marty Herson's very big on making sure that we don't hurt our organization, make sure we're doing it the right way. Yep. And he's kind of followed the lead of, you know, doing it that right way. And we've been able to put on some really good broadcasts. Uh, you know, the, the folks who have, uh, again, are all writers, and they've just jumped on trying to become uh, video, you know, camera people and directors and producers and even broadcasters as well. So it's been great to watch all of that, and it's really developed out of coverage of some of the FCAC games, and we were able to step into uh, some other things with the FCAC, and it's kind of built off of that, a state game here and there on, you know, on the lower levels before the championships. So mm-hmm. it's been great to kind of watch it all, and NFHS has really enjoyed working with us and us with them as well. So it's been a wonderful partnership, and now we're looking forward to the future and seeing what's next. Absolutely, and so uh, if, if folks go to uh, just one way to find the content, you go to nfhsnetwork.com, which we hope you're checking out regularly, and, and search for Hersam Acorn. You will find the uh, the Hersam Acorn page and all the great stuff that they're doing. So a lot of a uh, lot of great content. So you get a you can purchase a, a subscription and watch games live, or you can watch them on demand uh, after the fact there. And I know now you're also uh, doing sort of a live stream of of your weekly radio show. How did that come about? Yeah, that came about because we all we have some other programming that we do on HAN Radio, which includes Nutmeg Sports, my sports talk show. Uh, we also have, you know, a news show, Coffee Break, and Behind the News, and some other programming dedicated to arts and leisure, and um, even fishing and food. So, you know, there's a variety of content that we're running these days, mm-hmm. and it just, again, seemed like, okay, that's next. Let's give this a try. And so far, it seems to have been successful. We're able to live stream it, whether via NFHS or even YouTube as well. So we're having a good time with that. It's And again, and it's, it's been uh, a new thing for folks to develop, you know, being on TV. There's one thing to have a headset on and talk into a microphone, but it's another thing now to have to figure out what you're doing with a camera <laughs> in front of you. So, sure. again, it's been uh, part of the development of everyone at Hersam Acorn, but so many people have been so in so great about getting involved and wanting to be a part of it and seeing what it's all about. And, you know, again, we still have a little ways to go, but uh, it, we're seeing the fruits of the labor for sure. It's been great. Yeah, no, and I uh, highly recommend that uh, that show, and not just because they've been kind enough to have me on it every now and then, but uh, just uh, a great way to kind of catch up with uh, another great way to catch up with what's going on in high school sports. They get great guests on and uh, and talk a lot about uh, about what's happening in the world of, uh, of high school sports. So highly recommend uh, another, another way to keep tabs of what's happening uh, in the world of high school sports around the state of Connecticut. So, Rob, you guys are doing a, a bang-up job and, and really uh, love the, the dedication and the sort of commitment you all have made to high school sports. You know, we don't always see that with uh, with media entities that think that high school sports is where they want to be. But uh, sort of from that perspective, let me ask that question. What was kind of the appeal uh, for you folks to sort of make high school sports, at least uh, in your neck of the woods, in your sort of little corner of the company, kind of your focus? Well, for me, it came out of all the years that I spent doing high school sports on WGCH radio, and Mm -hmm. terrestrial radio began to go away from doing high school sports. They weren't finding that they were getting the ad sales that they needed and and things like that. So I watched a a schedule that would be 100 games deep a year, going down to just, say, 10 or 11 with football. And I kept thinking to myself, there there are outlets, there are places – that we can put high school sports back on the air. You know, I, I believe in 
the power of calling a game. I love calling games myself personally, so it just seemed like a good marriage to take it somewhere, and, and Marty Herson was receptive to the idea of doing it, and that's really where it came from. You know, the Herson Acorn has been dedicated to covering high school sports. We have great writers that stretch, and if I try to name them all, I'll forget somebody, <laughs> but we have these great editors that all do a phenomenal job of jumping in and, and covering sports uh, and high school sports and telling all the score, the stories around our area. So the opportunity to marry what they do with what I could bring, which would be, be to do play-by-play and host a talk show, it seemed like a good fit, and uh, it, it seems to have worked so far. You know, the the listeners have been great, the viewers have been great, and, you know, we're just we're so excited. It's, it's so much fun, and that's really my happy zone when I put that headset on and start talking. Yep, no, I know that uh, having done a little play-by-play myself and uh, a little uh, a, a little interviewing as well, although that's not my uh, my forte. I know what you're uh, where you're going with that. It definitely is uh, it's a fun thing to do and it's fun to talk about high school sports. That's all there is to it. The kids are great, the the teams are great and uh, the passion is is certainly uh, you know unparalleled. So, we love to uh, to see what you're doing. Just taking a look at the schedule here. You're going to be doing a uh, a boys lacrosse Greenwich versus New Canaan on Saturday, so that'll be the next uh, next game that fans can check out and uh, we encourage them to do so. So Rob, we appreciate you uh, carving out a little time out of your busy schedule to, uh, to talk to us and talk about all the great things you folks are doing. Joel, thanks so much. Uh, happy to do it anytime and we'll have you back on Nutmeg Sports again soon. All right, I will look forward to that. Take care, Rob. Thanks. Thanks, Joel. Thanks so much to Rob. Love having him on the phone. Always a pleasure to get in touch with him and hear what's happening with his organization. Quickly now, moving along, we're going to get in touch with Ken Lipsches, great sports writer for the Meriden Record Journal. Talk a little bit about the Gold Key Dinner, another banquet coming up that fans may want to get involved with. We are joined on the phone now by Ken Lipsches. He is a sports writer for the Meriden Record Journal and also a member of the Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance, which is why we're chatting with him a, a little bit this week because they've got a big event coming up this weekend. So, Ken, thanks very much for being with us. Well, Joel, it's my pleasure always to, to be with you on your podcast. They're very informative and enjoyable. Well, thank you very much. We'll try to uh, try to maintain that uh, that lofty standard here. So the uh, the the 74th Gold Key Dinner coming up this weekend at the AquaTurf. It's going to be Sunday, uh, April 26th at the AquaTurf Club in Southington. So uh, just to start us off here a, a little bit, Ken, and you've been associated with the uh, the Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance for a long time, folks who aren't familiar, just give us kind of a, a broad perspective on, on what the Gold Key Dinner is all about. Well, it's got a great history, Joel. It's, it, it started, uh, the Alliance started in 1939, and the first Gold Key Dinner was 1940. Mm-hmm. And among the, the, first, uh, the first honorees were uh, Connie Mack, you know, and, 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 and the list goes on uh, through the years, you know, through the 40s, the 50s, the 60s, only World War II uh, stopped it for a couple of years, but uh, it, it, as it went through the 50s and 60s, it was amazing, the people that, that, that came to the Gold Key Dinner and, and the support we got, mm-hmm. not only from Connecticut, but from Boston and New York. And uh, I mean, just to give you an example, uh, we got a, a letter or a note on our, on our Facebook page from a man who bought uh, an old Gold Key program that had Babe Ruth's autograph on it. Oh, wow. So he said, he, he wrote, he said, could this possibly be, could Babe Ruth really have been at the Gold Key Dinner? And the answer is, I, I, you know, I, I can't say for sure that he was, but it, it certainly is a possibility because a lot of great uh, 
athletes uh, of the day did come in. But things have changed. And uh, when you try to get a big-time athlete now, you often run into the problem of, of him asking for transportation money or uh, one of them asks for a limousine ride for his family from New Jersey. Uh, a lot of them are, are, you know, aren't in Connecticut anymore. Some of them we just have not been able to honor. Mm-hmm. And um, we uh, also, you know, uh, enjoy being able to honor the high school people. Sure. It's really opened the door in the 80s, 90s, and, and, and in the 2000s for the high school coach and the high school athletic director who have gone above and beyond you know, uh, in, in their careers, you know, un- unnoticed perhaps compared to Babe Ruth or Joe DiMaggio or the people of the, uh, you know, of the, of the golden years. But no less, uh, I, I mean, the thought of getting a Derek Jeter now would be, you know, impossible, you know, yet Babe Ruth was there. So sure. times have changed and the gold key dinner has changed along with it, which is good in some ways and bad in others. But um, when we when we try to honor like a Steve Young from um, he's from Greenwich and he of course he played for the San Francisco 49ers a great career but we can't get him you know we can't get we haven't been able to get through his agent and um, we've never been able to get him mm-hmm. and Jeff Bagwell we'd love to get but we've never been able to get him either he's he's busy um, usually in April and you know if we move it to December or some other month where then someone else is uh, isn't going to be able to make it. So we've we've always uh, in the years that I've been associated with it, we've always gone the last Sunday in April, mm-hmm. and it's you know every year you work real hard, and then after it's over, you're just so inspired by something that happens at at the dinner that I always say I don't think I'm going to write about it this year, and then I end up writing a column right. every year. Very inspirational. You know I've seen uh, high school coaches get up there. And cry, you know, because they they were just overcome with uh, the emotion of the day. It's it's really uh, you know I've seen people go up there and say it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to them, and then you know before the year is out, maybe they passed away or something. A guy from Plainville who coached little league for forty eight years, you know, we honored one year, and then and then he passed away. And in his obituary, the first thing he mentioned was he was uh, he was a, a Connecticut Sports Writers Alliance, good sport, mm-hmm. and the gold key dinner. And those are the kind of things that make you keep pushing forward. It's really a win-win situation, something that we don't get too much of in, in our uh, society these days. And the one win is to promote these great coaches and great athletes and great kids that we see come through. And the other one is that we the money that we we um, make from the Gold Key Dinner goes into a scholarship fund right. and goes to a young man or woman who aspires to be the next generation of sports writers. And you know, hopefully in Connecticut, we of course you never know, but right. uh, we've distributed you know somewhere in the neighborhood of fifty thousand dollars over the time that I've been in the alliance, and uh, 
it's a win-win situation. So how can you not be inspired? Absolutely. And uh, the looking at the list of, of great folks who are being honored this year, just give us a, you know, a, I won't go through the whole list. I mean, you know, you can find it uh, online and, and other places to see if you want to uh, attend the, the banquet uh, this this Sunday. But uh, just give me a, a little bit of a taste of some of the, the folks that are, that are going to be honored this year at the event. Well, as far as uh, uh, an athlete who has some national recognition, we have Craig Janney coming in. Craig Janney, uh, for those of you who may not know who he is, he, he uh, played hockey. He's a, a, a very good hockey player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, not a, I'm not a huge hockey, knowledgeable hockey fan, but uh, certainly uh, the state has had its share of, of great hockey players. We had uh, Brian Leach a couple years ago. Uh, Craig Janney is from Enfield. He lives in Arizona, and he was humble and wonderful enough to say, "I'm coming." You know, thank you very much. You know, so he's flying wonderful. in, and and uh, he's, you know, I guess you could say he's he's kind of headlining things. And then uh, we're honoring Tracy Liss, who is still the highest scoring girls basketball player in in the scholastic uh, history in in uh, Connecticut, mm-hmm. and. We have an administrator, uh, John Kutso, who has been a longtime uh, president and director of the the FCAC, mm-hmm. and we have uh, we have a number. We have John Pagliaro, who was a great uh, running back at Yale, and before that at Derby High School. Uh, and but my favorite award is the Good Sports, right? Which uh, it honors people who contribute. To the fabric of sports in their community, mm-hmm. and uh, and just do great things, really at no financial advantage to them. Yeah, they just contribute throughout their lives, and and we have uh, among them we have Sarah Jadich, who is uh, associated with USA Wrestling, the Connecticut chapter. Uh, she has done so much for wrestlers in the state of Connecticut who. After the CIAC events, uh, they, they they participate in national events, and she organizes all that mm-hmm. and has become just a, 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 a champion of the sport of wrestling. Uh, her father is the coach at Derby and has been there, has been coaching for a long time. And uh, she's just, it's just been wonderful how much support uh, she's gotten. Um, I am... Um, nominated these two gentlemen from Wallingford. Uh, their names are Bill Hutchinson and Dave Rodriguez. They they uh, ro- operate a, a soccer tournament at the end of the summer for youth. It's called Twist, which is the Wallingford Invitational Soccer Tournament. And the, it swells the population in Wallingford by about 10,000 every year. <laughs> it's really big, and it's a huge... Uh, economic boost for the for the the, the town and and the uh, the towns around it, and that's certainly um, a, a tremendous asset for Wallingford. So uh, we have we have uh, those, two, those two gentlemen coming in. Then we have we have coaches of the year. We mm-hmm. have uh, we have uh, Coach Langer from from Hannah Killingworth, who uh, rather dramatically uh, led his team to a state championship this year right. in his final season. We have another Shoreline Conference coach, Tim King, whose football team at Valley Regional uh, had a fabulous year. Yep. Athlete of the Year, we have Dario Highsmith 
from Middletown, who aside from being an incredible football player, is just an incredible kid. Yep. Uh, headed for uh, West Point uh, after a wonderful, wonderful career at, at Middletown High. And we have um, we have a college athlete of the year, a young lady by the name of Allison Fournier, who was just highlighted in in a column in the Hartford Current by uh, Jeff Jacobs, uh, a tremendous softball pitcher. Who I mean, her numbers are just unbelievable, staggering. Mm-hmm. You know what she's done uh, at Division Three Tufts. So it's it's a real eclectic group uh, of people, and um, we're we're just so overjoyed to uh to have such a, a wide group of people you know a, a yale football player you know uh the leading scorer in connecticut history who's kind of you know been off the radar for a while because tracy Liss played a long time ago really when uh you know when when uh, high school girls basketball was almost you know in its infancy sure you know and and uh, we're thrilled to have have tracy get her back in the spotlight a little bit and it's it it looks to be you know we we're at we're trying to uh move uh, a little bit into the uh you know it's kind of hard for guys like me who are in their 60s but we have some younger guys who are you know getting involved in some audiovisual stuff who it should make the dinner you know add a little zip to it and um you know it's it's going to be a great time it is every year and and uh we we keep pushing forward and uh, next year will be our 75th and we're really hoping that we have the support and the human resources to uh, have a, a gala, gala affair uh, for number seventy-five. Sure. Because Joel, as you as you know, it's it's getting harder and harder for us because the number of sports writers around the state have diminished, and and it, it's just not easy to get the younger generation to come out and and be a part of this. And and it, it's it's a little bit it's discouraging, but it's no surprise because of the way things have gone. And uh, you know, hopefully things start to change a little bit. We could sure use some guys who are in their twenties and thirties to come and add that element to our to our group. And uh, it's a great way to network. You know, it's it's uh, it's been wonderful for me. Uh, the, the man who uh, really inspired me. Uh, in my career, who uh, has a lot, even though he's passed, has a lot to do with the uh, what goes on, uh, you know, at the alliance is Bo Kalinsky. Right. Uh, his wife uh, will be at the dinner. Uh, his widow, um, Bo, is a great writer and editor at the Harper Current, and a wonderful human being, and died way too early, uh, back in 2003, at uh, only 49 years old, and. Uh, and we honor Bo every year. We have uh, several things named after him, including the scholarship. And mm-hmm. his name is always on the tip of our tongue, and, and he's always in our thoughts. So it's been uh, a great run. Uh, I've been involved since the uh, the early '90s, and been to like, gee, I'm not sure how many goal key dinners. I think dating back to about '96, yeah, '97, and um, it never fails to inspire me and. It's uh, it's worth working hard for, and believe me, you know we have worked hard. Yeah, absolutely. No, having uh, I haven't haven't had the opportunity to be in, go to as many as I'd like, but I have been uh, to a few, and it is uh, you know the, as you said the sort of diversity of the 
the the folks that are honored is really a treat you know it's it's not just for high school athletic fans it's just for for fans of of good athletes and good people i i think it's really a, a worthwhile and as you said the 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 connecticut sports writers alliance does a great job and it is really a great organization and and what they've done to to as you say try to to foster the next generation of great sports writers who then you know provide wonderful coverage for our our student athletes which is what we're uh we're big fans of here at the CIAC. So we know we've, we're very pleased with the support the CIAC has given us over the years. It's been uh, remarkable, remarkable, the support that we've gotten uh, from everybody there. And, and we're just, we couldn't do it without you. We really couldn't. And, uh, and we appreciate that very much. Well, certainly, or it's certainly something we're uh, we're happy to be uh, be affiliated with and, and uh, to to support. So let's uh, we'll we'll talk a little turkey, folks. Who uh, there's still enough time to, to buy tickets. Again, the event is this Sunday, April 26th, uh, starting at 4 p.m. What's uh, how do folks uh, if they hear this and say, you know what, that sounds like a, an excellent way to spend my Sunday afternoon evening. How do they uh, how do they track down some tickets uh, to, well, to get at in the this door? Point, uh, you know, I've been mailing them out, and I probably will mail them. Just just one more, just just today, and then after today, because we're getting so close to the event, uh, I, th- we're going to uh, have people pick them up at the door. Okay. So at this point, the best thing to do would be to call me, which is uh, it's eight six zero six seven three six zero four eight. If if folks call me, we can make arrangements uh, for, to have their tickets picked up at the door. Perfect. Perfect, and uh, and as we said, it's it's really a wonderful uh, wonderful event. Obviously, the AquaTurf uh, a venue that the CIC is very familiar with, they do a great job, and it, it really is a fun evening and uh, and recognizing some some incredibly worthy recipients, both of the gold keys and the uh, the other awards that are they're presented. So, Ken, we uh, we salute all the great work that you folks are doing, and uh, and wish you good luck for uh, the seventy fourth, and and uh, and obviously going forward the uh, the seventy fifth. I'm sure will be a, an impressive display once we get uh, into into April next year. So, thanks very much for being with us, and best of luck with the event. Thank you, Joel. Thank you for having me. Appreciate that conversation with Ken and all the hard work and uh, dedication that his group put into that Gold Key Dinner, which does do a great job of also recognizing some tremendous high school athletes. That is going to do it for this edition of the CIAC cast. Remember to check us out on Twitter, CIAC, at CIAC Sports, Facebook.com slash CIAC Sports, CIAC Sports.com is where you can get all the latest information. Lots of great stuff there. We hope you will uh, check it all out. We thank all of our guests this week, Steve Wysowski, Rob Adams, Ken Lipsch. always a pleasure to have folks carve out a little bit of time to chat with us. Hope you enjoyed all the conversation this week. We'll start to turn our attention to the spring sports. Don't you worry. That'll be coming up in the next few weeks. But just wanted to get a little bit of a different conversation going this time around for this edition of the CIAC cast. So hope you all enjoyed it. I certainly enjoyed talking to all those good folks, and we hope you will come back with us the next time. Once again, I'm Joel Cookson. Be sure to join us again for another edition of the CIAC cast. <laughs>